哈利路亚，愿大家平安。哈利路亚 ，peace to you all。今天早上的讲题是与神团契。The、topic for our mutual encouragement this morning is fellowship with God。我们常常说到团契，就想起弟兄姐妹以前呢，在教会活动的时候，高高兴兴的日子。Uh, when we think of the word fellowship, we are reminiscent of the days when we were able to spend with brothers and sisters at church. 大家一起见面啊，聊天啊，吃东西啊，分享啊。We see each other. We share about our week. We have conversations and just spend time together.、Uh, 真的，人与人之间有团契，会带给我们很大的快乐。Uh, truly, having fellowship with each other brings us great joy. 啊、uh, ，有人说团契是什么 ？Some people may ask, "Well, what is fellowship?" 团契这个字，圣经里面有吗？ Is there the word fellowship in the Bible itself? That Chinese Bible, you can't tell. And、uh, we can't really tell from the Chinese version of the Bible. Actually, English, ah, is in the original text, it says more clearly. But、um, in English, in the original text, it says more clearly. We read in John chapter one. In the book of First John, it talks about two different kinds of fellowship. We read in John chapter one, verse three. Let's go to First John chapter one, verse three. 约翰一书一章的第三节。First John chapter one verse three. Verse three, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. 四。Verse four, we write this to make our joy complete. 这两节圣经啊，讲的就是团契的内容。Here it describes about fellowship. 其实团契也可以放着相交。Um, in uh, uh, the word fellowship, it can also be、uh, understood as interaction or exchange. Ah,、oh, or share, or sharing. Sharing. Ah, 那这里分享什么呢 ？Ah,、uh, then what are we sharing in this case? 我们昨天晚上啊，有从第一节、第二节讲，我们是分享的就是基督的生命。Um, yesterday, ah,、uh, we talked about how we are sharing about the ah、uh, the life that's in Jesus. 主耶稣自己本身就是生命之道。Jesus Christ Himself is the Word of Life. 主耶稣要把他的生命分享给我们。And He intends to share His life with us. 这是第一种团契。This is the first kind of fellowship. 这是与神还有他的儿子耶稣基督团契。Which is the fellowship with the Father and His Son. 这是第三节所说的。Which is mentioned in verse three. 我们来教会敬拜神啊，最重要是跟神团契。Uh, when we come to church, our primary purpose is to have fellowship with God. 当然，我们也有跟人团契。Of course, we also fellowship with men. 啊，第三节里面也有讲说，我们与你们，就是弟兄姐妹跟使徒之间也有团契。In verse three, it also mentions how we, with you, uh, the, uh, the followers, uh, we also have fellowship together. 弟兄姐妹中午吃饭呐、啊，聊天呐、啊。For example, when brothers and sisters have lunch together, when we have conversations together, 互相关心呢、啊。We care for each other. 啊，或者是来一起有一些活动啊。Or even have events and activities together. 但是人与人之间的团契，其实是基于基督跟我们的团契里面。Um, on the other hand, this fellowship is within the fellowship of us and Christ. 如果你个人没有跟神团契。If you, um, this individual person is not fellowshipping with Christ, you 来教会只是凑热闹，找人聊天，参加活动。And in this way, you're simply coming to church to socialize. 或者是跟弟兄姐妹聊的，只是一种世界的事情。Or perhaps in your conversations with brothers and sisters is simply about secular topics. 那你的信仰永远不会扎根。Uh, then your faith will never really take root. 有一些人来到教会，跟很多人都很好。Uh, some people they come to church and they have good friendships with many people. 很多朋友。Many friends. 但是信仰了，信了几十年没有扎根。However, after decades in the faith, their faith has never taken root. 他因为人来到教会。Because、uh, the person themselves have have come to church. 也是因为人跌倒了，不来教会。And yet they can often fall because of men as well. 所以最重要的还是跟神团契。So the most important thing is to have fellowship with Christ. 这个往往是我们所忽略的。This is something that we can unintentionally ignore. Because God is invisible, so sometimes we forget to have fellowship with Him. Because God is invisible, so sometimes we forget to have fellowship with Him. Good. That here talks about what benefits we have with God. Here it talks mentions about fellowship with God. Well, what kind of benefits will we reap? Fourth verse. Verse four. We write these words for you, so that your joy may be full. Verse four says, "We write this to make our joy complete." 现在过团契的生活可以让我们很喜乐。Um, in reality, a life of fellowship can bring great joy. 来到教会最喜乐的是什么 ？What is the most、uh, joyful thing when you come to church? 当你跟神的关系很亲密的时候 
it's when you have a, such an intimate relationship with God. After listening to sermon and praying, or maybe after sharing your faith with another member, or even after uh, after listening to someone else's spiritual experience, your heart feels uplifted and joyful. We know that it's very relaxing and fun when you hang out with your worldly friends. However, what kind of topics are you talking about with your secular friends? Uh, things of this world. Or maybe interpersonal matters. Or perhaps gossip to do with other people. Or even uh, hobbies, things that you like. And uh, talking about these things, it may not give you um, uh, true joy. Sometimes uh, when you spend time with secular friends, you're doing comparisons and it's quite exhausting. However, fellowship within the Lord is different. Fellowship in the Lord, we have God as our center. For the sake of drawing near to God, we are gathering together. It's not for benefit, it's not for uh, anyone's personal life. So to re-establish our fellowship with God is the first task in our own faith. Uh, in the beginning of time when Adam and Eve were still in the Garden of Eden, they had fellowship with God every day. Each day they saw his countenance. They listened to his voice on a daily basis. They also had um, the fruit of life every day as well. There was no ending to this life. However, when they were uh, driven out of the garden, everything stopped until Jesus came on to earth. And he came here to re-establish this fellowship with him. So today we're going to talk about a few points from 1 John. How do we re-establish this fellowship with God? Um, the original text of fellowship is kononia. It's Greek for uh, communication, for conversation. So today, how do we re-establish this relationship with God? The first point. First, we have to confess our sins and stop sinning. Let's go to 1 John. Chapter 1. Verse uh, 6 to 7. 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 to 7. Verse 6. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us all from sin. Here it teaches us how to have fellowship with God. If God is light and he walks in the light, then if we say that we want to fellowship with him, yet we walk in darkness, then how do you have fellowship with him? Uh, there is the saying in Chinese that if your paths are different, then you will have no interaction together. If your actions are different, if your likings are different, then how do you end up together? For example, someone who is a gambler, most of their friends are also in the same community. People who use a substance, often they have a group of friends who are also users. Uh, if there is a friend who tells him to stop using substances, then that person can easily push this friend away. Because your paths are different and it's hard to uh, be in the same place. Verse 5, it tells us that God is light. Within him there is no darkness. 
within him there is no darkness, no sin. 好了，你要跟神团契，你怎么办 ？So if we want to have fellowship with him, then what should we do? 你不能一直走在黑暗当中。We cannot continue in darkness. 但是问题是我们大部分的人都走在黑暗当中。But the challenge is most of us walk in darkness. 因为我们是罪人。Because we are all sinners. We are born that way. Anyone who is a descendant of Adam and Eve, you will be born a sinner. When a baby is born, they're so cute. And when they grow up, they become less cute. Because they will display selfishness. They will lie. They will fight. They will be jealous. Sometimes having an only child is a little bit easier. Often, as soon as you have a second child, there will be display of envy and jealousy of their younger sibling. The third child is born. Sometimes it's two against one. And they will fight for the affection of their parents. They will argue with each other. And when the children are learning to talk, then dishonesty comes with that as well. Laziness. These are the sinful nature of men. So even though the children have not broken any laws, but in reality, men are born to live in darkness. So how do we gather fellowship with God? Verse 8. Verse 8, it says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all righteousness, all unrighteousness. Here it says that if we claim to be without sin, then we are deceiving ourselves. We do like to deceive ourselves. You look yourself in the mirror and there are obvious flaws, but you say, I look great. Or maybe I did something wrong, but I won't be caught. Or you deny any fault to yourselves, and you blame the fault to other people. If we consistently tell God, I am without sin, then truth is not within your heart. We know that even the best of friends, there will be time where you step on each other's toes. And as intimate as spouses can be, there will be times where you may have tension. We will all make mistakes from time to time. Only God is faultless. Intentionally, unintentionally, it's all the same. If one person never admits to fault, then no one will really want to befriend him. And the relationship between husband and wife will not be good. However, there are some people they simply do not want to admit to sinners. The most they will do is remain silent. Some people are accused of doing something wrong, they don't say anything. In short, they are unable to put their dignity down and admit I was wrong. Some people are even worse. They were accused of something and they bring out a whole truckload of excuses. It's because of him that I made this mistake. I'm late because all the red traffic lights took time from me. I lost my temper. It's because of that person's fault. I was dishonest. It's because I really need money. Every excuse has a lot of story. These kinds of people, it's hard to have relationship with anyone. Those people who fail in life in general are those who are unwilling to admit to fault. So we have to turn that around. If you are having difficulty in your relationship with men, perhaps you're also struggling with the same thing with God. 
then it's important to reflect on that. Do we have faults before God? If you continue to claim that I am without sin, then perhaps we are deceiving ourselves. Sometimes we don't have the big sins, so to speak, but we have the little ones. Often our weaknesses, our inadequacies is buried deep inside. Therefore, the first step to gathering fellowship with God is to admit to our sins. We know that um, in a court of law, if you're convicted of something, 好, 你可以选择, you can choose to appeal to go against that. 或者你可以承认说, you can uh, plead not guilty or you can plead guilty. And, 但如果你没有做, and of course, if you actually didn't do it, then don't plead guilty. 他说你真的有去做这件事情, However, if you actually were at fault, then it's better if you plead guilty. Because if you plead guilty, sometimes the judge will give you a lighter sentence. But your harshest punishment will come when you're guilty, but you still adamantly plead not guilty. Um, however, uh, in a court of law, even if you plead guilty, you will not be spared of the consequences. God, um, aside from being our judge, He is also our Father. He is just. He is also compassionate and merciful. As long as we uh, admit our sins to Him, and He will uh, forgive our sins. He will purify our unrighteousness. This is a kind of mercy that we cannot find in a court of law anywhere in the world. Where can you find that as long as you admit to your sins, you will be forgiven? But in God's court, uh, He is using the compassion that comes from a father to release us from our sins. Because He Himself took our sins from us. He took the consequences from our shoulders. Today, when we come to have fellowship, first we must reflect upon ourselves. If in the past we have not believed yet, um, then the first step when we come to fellowship with God is to accept baptism. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12. Chapter 2, verse 12. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Here, uh, John uh, described that our sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Therefore, admitting to your sin is not enough. You also have to use his name. Without the name of the Lord, your sins will not be forgiven. And the name of the Lord is Jesus. So how can his name uh, forgive our trespassing? Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Verse 38, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, here is the first step to uh, gathering fellowship with God. And other than uh, repenting, repenting is the act of uh, admitting to your sins. In addition to that, you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Many Christians nowadays believe that as long as I believe, I will be forgiven. Or I have been baptized in the past. I was baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 对不起, I'm sorry, but um, uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, none of these are actually names. Because the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is Jesus. 
if the name was not said out loud, if in your baptism this name was not used, then your sins are not forgiven. So, John the Baptist, in John the Baptist, again, 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 Therefore, Elder John, when he wrote First John, he reiterated once again that you have to mention the name of the Lord in order to have your sins forgiven. Let's go to Acts chapter four, verse twelve. Acts chapter four, verse twelve. Verse twelve says, "Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved." Wow, here it's more clear. This is even more clear. Under no other name can you be given forgiveness. Only Jesus' name. Because this is the name of our one and true God. During uh, baptism, it's through this name of Jesus that we are able to grant, uh, be granted forgiveness. Um, um, uh, ESSC, Evangelical Service and Spiritual Convocation. Uh, to be honest, as we are nearing the last days, how many more spiritual convocations we will have and opportunities for baptism, we really don't know. A couple of weeks ago in a church in the United States, they were also holding spiritual convocation. I heard that there were fourth truth seekers who received baptism. The pandemic has been uh, quite uh, bad in the United States, and it's only recently that the situation has gotten better. And because of the vaccination process has been faster. However, in the past year, four truth seekers were able to come and know the gospel and they were willing to receive baptism. Because they don't know if um, if they didn't receive it this time, will they have another opportunity in the future? Because we really don't know if um, after the third wave comes the fourth, fifth, and sixth wave of the pandemic and will the church ever reopen? Or perhaps if you pass away yourself, then you will have no more opportunity. In other words, if your sin remains, then this fellowship with God is hard to reestablish. In short, we have to resolve this barrier of communication between you and God. Some people will ask, but baptism, it's simply dipping yourself in water, then what does the water do? And uh, other churches, they also just look at baptism as this ritual. They don't really believe that through water, any sins will be forgiven. However, Elder John was very clear. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. 1 John chapter 5, verses 6 to 8. 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. Verse 7. For there are three that testify. Verse 8. The spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. Within the book of First John, this is the most important verse when it comes to describing baptism. And uh, without this verse, we may not be able to fully understand why is it that baptism through water can give us a forgiveness. He is explaining the mystery of baptism. He explains that uh, uh, baptism, it forgives us of our sins because it's not by water only. Because if it's only by water, then how can the water take away our sins? You can uh, go diving in the lake a hundred times and you will still not be forgiven. 
if you uh, said in the no, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you jump into the ocean, you still will not be forgiven. Because there's only water in there. So how can we uh, have our sins forgiven? John explained that we also need blood. Not your blood or my blood, but the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus has passed away 2,000 plus years ago. How do you have his blood? Materialistically, you cannot get it. However, through the testament of um, the Spirit. In other words, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then even if you say in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and you baptize yourself, you will not be forgiven. Unless the person who baptizes you and the church that they come from have the Holy Spirit. Have the Spirit of the truth. Then uh, within this baptism, there will be blood as well as water. Therefore, in verses 7 and 8 here, it describes that in baptism, three must be present, which is the spirit, the water, and the blood. There have been uh, many cases where people testified that during a baptism, uh, the Lord opened their eyes and they were able to see blood within the water. And these are evidence of the mystery of baptism. In this way, we must have great faith in the mystery of baptism and also in the faith of the true church. Personally, I feel that because uh, Jesus' second coming is near, then we really don't know how many more opportunities we have to get baptized. If you are coming to truth seek, then I encourage you not to waste any opportunity. Because nobody knows how many days they have remaining. On the other hand, for those of us who have already been baptized, can we sit back and say, I am without sin? In reality, we are still committing small sin on a daily basis. So how do we have fellowship with God? We have to sever ties with um, our life of weakness and our life of sin. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. 约翰一书二章第一节, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. Verse 1. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. 约翰告诉兄弟姐妹说, John urged uh, the brothers and sisters to no longer sin. If you are born of Christ, then you will no longer sin. Um, some people say, because I believe in God, then God will accept me as I am. Many churches say that. No matter how I am, God will love me for me. And what they're indirectly saying is that I don't have to change, God will simply accept. For example, I am not heterosexual, but God will love me for me and he will accept me. But how do we see this from the perspective of the Bible? Uh, God will 100% accept a sinner. Big sin, small sin, no matter where you came from, that's for sure. However, after uh, God has accepted you, you have to change, you cannot keep on sinning. Um, in other words, changing yourself so that you can walk in His path. 
if you are a substance user, then we have to walk out of that darkness and into His light. 至少靠主努力的去戒。We have to at least rely on His strength to go towards sobriety. 以前是赌博的，现在靠了主之后，力量我们要靠主来胜过这个赌博。If you were addicted to gambling, then we have to also rely on God to come out of that addiction. 啊，如果你是淫乱的，信了主之后就不能再过淫乱的生活。If you lived a promiscuous life, then we have to lean away from that lifestyle. This is a kind of life. This is a kind of lifestyle change. We look at Johannes chapter three, verses eight to nine. Let's go to First John chapter three, verses eight to nine. Johannes chapter three, verses eight to nine. First John chapter three, verses eight to nine. Verse eight: He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Verse nine. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. Here it makes it clear. Those who sin belongs to the devil. And whether you belong to the devil or whether you belong to God, it's not something that you can claim by words. 也不是只是说你有没有去洗礼而已。And it's not simply determined by whether you have received baptism or not. 你洗完礼之后过什么的生活 ？Um, it's a matter of after you have received baptism, what kind of life you want to live. 你信主之后过什么生活 ？After you have believed, what kind of life you lead. 这里第八节说，犯罪的是属于魔鬼的。Um, in verse eight, it just it describes how those who sin belong to the devil. 那你属于谁？你属于神还是属于魔鬼 ？Then who? Then to whom do you belong to? 当然你看不见魔鬼。Of course, we cannot see the devil. 但是他在控制全世界的人。However, he is in control of the world. 昨天晚上我有讲到，在非洲啊，落后的地方，或者是以前真教会刚开始的时候，很多人被鬼附着，要来教会祷告赶鬼，哇，鬼鬼赶出去来信耶稣。And I was sharing how, in the early、uh, era of the true church, and even now in developing countries such as Africa,、uh, many people have been possessed by evil spirits, and they come to church to drive these spirits out. But in developing countries, very few hear Yet in more developed countries, these cases are rare. Very Very seldomly are people bothered by the evil spirit, and they come to church to seek refuge. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent that the devil is working any less hard. But it doesn't represent Because if the work of the devil is very evident in someone screaming or being very、uh, disturbed, then of course people will、um, take that person, bring them to church. However, if you are controlled by sin and by the devil, then it's not explicit, so people don't know to bring you here. For example, some people feel like they're bound by their gambling addiction or、uh, substance use. 淫乱呐。啊， perhaps adultery. 生气了。嗯， or by anger management issues. 控制不到自己了。They are unable to control themselves. 难道这个这不是魔鬼的作为吗？ Then isn't that the work of the devil? 有是的，只是他遥远控制你，让你看不出来。And it is still their work, except it's not so obvious that this is the devil's work. So, 犯罪的是属于魔鬼。Therefore, those who sin belong to the devil. 魔鬼从起初就犯罪。Because he has been sinning from the very beginning. 但是我们的生命是不一样的。However, our life is different. 第九节，凡从神生的就不犯罪。Verse nine: No one who is born of God will continue to sin. 意思就是说，他不会继续的犯在罪，犯在在罪里面。Which is to say, after you believed, you will not continue to sin. 那怎么可以做到这样子 ？And how do we achieve this? 不是马上做得到。Um, it might not be achievable in an instant. 有时候也是个挣扎。Some people、uh, will have a struggle as well. 但是这里说神的道，关键就是第九节啊，神的道在这个人的心里。Uh, the most important part of this verse is it says that because God's seed or His word is in him. 我们知道春天来了，大家都种种子进去啊，希望以后有花、有瓜、有菜，对不对？ Now that it's spring season, many people are gardening. They're planting vegetables and flowers,、uh, sowing their seeds. You 那个后花园哦，不种东西的话，那个野草都长出来。In your backyard, unless you are sowing seeds, all you will be harvesting is weeds. 很讨厌哦。
，就是有一个大院子，有时候也是蛮蛮烦的。如果你不种东西，不好好管理它，都乱长一些野草。Um, unless you're gardening or you are weeding, then it can be irritating because by midsummer your weeds will be sky high. 弟兄姐妹，你的心就是一块空地一样，看你要种什么。We have to look at our hearts like an empty fallow field. 你不把神的话语种进去。It depends on what you sow. 你不把那个有真生命、漂亮的、有益处的种子种进去。Unless you sow God's seed, which is full of His word of life and of spiritual truth. 这神的道，这原文是种啊，神的种子，如果不种进去的话，野草啊，欲望啊，邪恶啊，就会种出来了。And you see here in the original text, God's word is like His seed. So unless you sow His seed, you will be harvesting weeds um of uh of evil desires and of sin. 哦，现在我们每天上网接触的资讯很多。Every day, ah,、uh, we are on the internet, and the a、uh, vast amount of information we reach is, um, is phenomenal. 看很多视视频啊，看很多呃韩剧啊，都是世俗的这种这种东西。We watch a lot of Asian dramas, um, or TV shows or videos. 有没有很认真的把神的种子种进去 ？And are we putting in equally as much work sowing God's seed? 有没有好好的读 ？Have we read His word? 好好的思考。Have we reflected on His truth? 好好的去背。Have we memorized his gospel? This generation of youth is different from previous generations. And I remember、uh, when I was young, the teachers didn't teach as much, but we spent a lot of time memorizing scripture. Not too much lecture. 没有太多的那种图画啦，或者是 V fun video 啦，一堆的这种东西。Ah,、uh, there's not a lot of media like、uh, pictures and PowerPoints and videos. 很多老师自己都是，不是真的是啊、呃，当老当老师的，或者是教育水平也不是很高啦。And at that time, to be honest, a lot of religious education teachers weren't teachers by profession. 但是他们就叫我们一定要背圣经。However, they emphasize the importance of memorizing God's word. 每一堂都要背，上个礼拜背那一句，大家轮流背。Every class we had to recite the memory verse from last class. 好了，背完之后，今天这一课完了，又有一个很长的经节又要背。And then after that, we have a new, very long verse that we have to memorize this time. 一记下来了十几句圣句，全部要背。And we often have to memorize a dozen verses at a time. 还有要比赛背，哇，看谁背得快。And we have competitions to see who's faster, who's more accurate. 有时候背还要写，一边写一边背。We often have to memorize and write at the same time. 当时觉得很枯燥，为什么一直要背 ？And at that time, I was a little bit annoyed because it's not very interesting, and I wondered why I should do this. 其实，在背的过程当中啊，小孩子就把神的种子、神的道吸进去。But in hindsight,、uh, I saw that when we were memorizing these as children, we were planting God's seed. 有时候唱赞美诗唱多了也会背。Sometimes when we sing hymns, often we are often、uh, memorizing as well. 这样子会背啊，对一个孩子的信仰成长非常的重要。Being able to memorize is important for the spiritual growth of a child. 那西方不看重背东西，他说也要理解，啊，要理解。In Western culture, memorization is not emphasized in education, but the uh importance is put on understanding. 没有错，要理解很重要。Of course, comprehension is important. 但是孩子很小，你讲什么大道理，他也不理解。However, when a child is young, if you give them big ideas, it's a little bit abstract to them. 就算他理解，但是他背不背不起来，记不住有什么用 ？Even if they understand, if they、uh, do not memorize, if they don't remember, then what benefit will it give? 那个种子啊，多一点了、啊，撒进去，反正不管哪一个会长，全部撒进去，尽希望多长一点。So、um, the the、uh, theory is that you sow as many seeds as possible, and you hope that at least some of them will blossom. 神的道理在种在我们的心中。To plant God's seed, the seeds of His words in our hearts. 你才有办法跟神团契。Only in this way are you able to fellowship with God. 所以希望我们的宗教教育老师、家长们多带，尤其是孩子还小，多给他们读，还有背，还有抄神的话。I encourage all of our parents and religious education teachers, especially, take opportunity when your children are still young to encourage them to memorize and to reiterate God's word. 趁他们小，神的话大量的进去。And to pump them full of God's word when they're young. 啊，不要被现代的这种西方的教育所说啊，背不重要，不要被被被这这样子骗。And not to be deceived by、um, the theory、uh, of Western education that you don't have to remember anything. Actually, ah, 
在神训班也好，在学生联谊会也好，我常常很惊讶，为什么很多孩子很基本的圣经的知识都背不出来，讲不出来。Uh, sometimes I'm a little bit uh, taken back, especially during RE classes or during student spiritual convocations, that many youth there they don't know basic Bible knowledge. And overall, the biblical knowledge of this generation is not um, as good as previous generations. So it's important to uh, sow as many seeds as possible in our hearts. Because it's only when the seeds are sown that you can reach the second stage of growth, which is to abide by the word of God. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. Verse 3, we know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. Verse 4, the man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Verse 5, but if anyone obeys his word, uh, God is love, um, is truly made complete in him. This is how we know that we are in him. Here it emphasizes the second point of having fellowship with God. Which is to obey his commands as to abide by his word. Because only through abiding by his word um, do we truly get to know God and does God truly get to know you. Uh, today, when we are building friendship, what's our greatest fear? That you feel like you guys are good friends, but the other person said, I barely know you. So uh, there's this Chinese saying that this is a one-sided relationship. And uh, what's even more awkward is you approach someone and you said, oh, I know you well, and that person said, who are you? Uh, many people these days, it's a one-sided relationship that they have with Christ. Uh, Jesus, I love you so much. Uh, Lord, I serve you. Uh, God, I sacrifice for you. Lord, I do work for you. They love God. They feel like they have such an intimate relationship with the Lord. But at the end of the day, what will God say to them? Let's go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7. Matthew 7, verse 21. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22, many will say to me on that date, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Verse 23, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you, away from me, you evildoers. Many people will ask, is it only the members from your church who will be saved? There are so many Christians who love God. Are none of them able to be saved? You keep saying that you're the true church, so does it mean that none of the other denominations will be saved? We are not here to judge others or other denominations on whether they will be saved. Um, we are just trying to be saved ourselves. But here it tells us this reality. Jesus has already uh, described this scene um, in front of the judgment table in the future. In the future, there will be many Christians who will be uh, very surprised to hear. That uh, in their entire lives, they have dedicated all their energy and time to loving, serving, and worshiping God. Uh, verse 21, what do you, you see that they have done? 
They said that I I have prophesied. I've preached in your name. They are not Christians who just sat on the bench side. They were the ones who were evangelists. They worked. They uh, yielded fruits. And they even driven out, they even drove out demons uh, in his name. Even perhaps have been uh, successful in performing their, these miracles. They have demonstrated miracles and signs. And these are not just you know the random Christian on the street. These are holy workers. They have done so much for God and they have loved God all their life. However, does the Lord even know them? In verse 23, um, the response is, I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. And Jesus even added, away from me, you evildoers. This is such a difficult thing to imagine. How could it be? Because the truth is, doing holy work, it doesn't guarantee your salvation. You love the Lord and you do so much for Him, it doesn't mean that you, are, you will automatically be saved. And in addition, if you are a, fan, a fantastic evangelist, you're preaching His name everywhere, it doesn't mean that you'll be saved. Um, in the end, whether you will be saved, there is one criteria. In verse 21, um, the question of whether in your lifetime did you do the will of my Father who is in heaven? So if you are a Christian by only name, then you will not be saved. If you do not abide by his commands, if you don't come to service, I realize that as soon as I say this, some people will jump out of their seats in fury and say, you are saying I won't be saved or you won't. You are saying that other churches won't be saved. And it's true that um, any church who is not abiding by the command of the Lord will not be saved. And within our church, you and I, if we believe in the Lord, if we do holy work, but if we do not abide by the command of our Heavenly Father, we don't follow his command. Then there will be issues with our salvation as well. We are not immune to um, God not knowing us as well. Um, it's not just other churches' problems. Uh, but thank God the true church is a church selected by the Lord and the one that he has blessed. So it's even more important that within this true church, we emphasize on the um, obedience of his commandments. Because within this true church, God has revealed the whole truth through his spirit to us. For example, today is Sabbath day. Many other churches, they do not know. Uh, last night, I briefly mentioned. Uh, before Christianity became the uh, national uh, religion of the Holy Roman Empire, um, the, uh, the people of the Roman Empire, they were already worshipping the sun god on Sundays. Later on, uh, Emperor Constantine became Christian himself. So uh, in order to unite his kingdom, he changed the uh, unanimous religion of his empire to Christianity. And it was uh, March 7th of 320 AD, 1 AD. 
he made an announcement that uh, every Sunday, every citizen of his uh, large empire are to worship uh, the Lord on Sunday. So basically, he is converting worshiping the sun god on Sundays to worshiping Jesus on Sundays. He also proclaimed to the people that Jesus is the true Son, so we are worshiping Jesus in replacement of Son God. Later on, what progressed into Catholic Church, they got rid of Sabbath day and they made the Sunday official day of Mass. Um, until now, uh, more than 1700 years later. So, Sundays, it came from the origin of worshiping the sun god. Man has gotten rid of this commandment. And we did not abide by the command from our Heavenly Father. So, but we need to uh, reestablish this fellowship with Him. We have to return to the commandment. Um, we have to reflect the members of the true church. Have we truly been obedient? Um, I have uh, met some friends from other uh, church denominations, even though they worship on Sunday, but they worship with a reverent heart. They are worshiping uh, the wrong day. Um, however, their attitude and their dedication is it left me speechless. Their entire family is dressed to a T going to church. They are very uh, uh, focused in paying attention. Um, for the true church, we have the truth. We worship on the Sabbath day. Recently, during the pandemic, it's a true test on whether we are actively um, abiding by Sabbath. And not being able to come to um, church physically is an even greater test. Did you oversleep today? Did you just turn on the screen? Um, sometimes even before the end of the concluding hymn, you already shut your computer. Uh, or are you uh, on a massage chair or on some kind of spa device as you're listening to a sermon today? Are you truly abiding by Sabbath? Is your heart given to God? If we truly abided by his command, then we will be able to have fellowship with the Lord. We will reap great joy. So may the Lord help us all. Let's sing hymn. 231. 231. 